Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the show, I talk about different aspects of pricing, sometimes with interviewees and sometimes just on my own, but also about how to manage finances in your small business. Pricing is one of the biggest issues in every small business, as this can be the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So I hope to inspire you with interesting stories and practical tips about how to improve your pricing and make more money in your business. I have a background in corporate businesses and have now brought this to the small business world. And I want to inspire you that you can put your prices up at any time and make more money. Hello and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk to you about pricing strategies and I've got five different ones that I want to talk to you about. Now, this is not an exhaustive list of pricing strategies, but to give you 10 or more would be overwhelming. So I want you to just think about in your business, what works for you and how to make that more successful in pricing so that you are not kind of bumbling around for pricing every time you are looking to give someone a price. So a pricing strategy is kind of how you decide on a price. And there are all sorts of ways you can do it. And I'm just going to talk about five today. Now, you can have an hourly or daily rate. Lots of freelancers do that, consultants and that sort of thing, always have a, an hourly or daily rate. But if you've listened to me at all, you'll know that I don't agree with that. And that I think that you absolutely should not be pricing by the hour. It punishes efficiency and also means that there is a ceiling on what you can earn because you simply can only charge for every hour that you're working. It's often a good way to start when you are setting up in business because you know you'll make money for every hour that you work, but I don't recommend it as an ongoing pricing strategy. For that, I recommend that you move towards packages and where you can kind of go towards something called value-based pricing. Now, value-based pricing is something I talked about on the episode with Jonathan Stark. So if you haven't listened to that, go back to that. But this is about when you're working with project work and where you're quoting for a project. And this is where you look at the value that it is to the client and then offer them a price that's worthwhile to you. So this is not about how much time it takes you to do but it's much more about the value of what you are doing and the transformation that you give. And that might be that actually you don't do the work, you train somebody else to do it. So you can offer them three prices to do the work, one of which is just below the budget that they set, um, which might be a full integrated solution. And the cheapest one might be, well, actually, I'll do some training and I'll teach somebody else to use the system properly and then they'll be able to use it. And it's offering a solution to them that is still worth it for you to, to, to do the work for. Um, but establishing a budget and establishing why they need the solution that you offer and why they need it now. But uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, do go back and listen because it was a really insightful thing. And Jonathan is definitely the expert on value-based pricing. So competitive pricing. Now in the online world, I don't necessarily recommend that you do this. I think that looking at your competitors and constantly benchmarking yourself against them is not a great way to go in that sort of world. The obvious place that people do that is the supermarkets where Asda and Tesco might be, you know, obviously comparing in adverts and things, the prices that they're doing and they're doing price matching and all of that sort of thing. 
but that's often a race to the bottom, which is something the supermarkets do and could be a loss leader because you might go to Lidl instead of Tesco and go and buy all of your weekly groceries, which is obviously what they want. Whereas for you, actually, as a maybe as a service-based business or even as a product-based business, you don't want to be doing competitive pricing because you don't want to be running to the bottom all the time. So you want to try and escape that. I think some competitive benchmarking is useful, but I think that actually doing competitive pricing can be quite challenging, but it depends on the market you're in. And I definitely think it's something to consider doing if you're in quite, particularly if you're in quite a a price pressured market. Penetration pricing is something that you will do where you start low and then put your prices up over time. So for lots of us, that might be you launch a new product or service, you launch a new online course, and then you put the price up over time. So you might offer it at you know, £99, then you put the price up again and you keep on putting the price up. You may you may add to it, so that might be why, or you might have a live element which might be making it more expensive. But you're often trying to lure people away from competitors in the first instance. And you might do that even just by a free sample. So people often have a free sample and then they'll buy the product. But just be careful that you, know, you don't end up being making losses on that all of the time. I think it's perfectly fine. So for me, I run things like masterclasses and I do those at quite a cheap price, but I sell a lot of them. So although I don't sell loads of them necessarily up front, actually over the last nine months, I've sold you know thousands of pounds worth of them. So that's really been worth doing for me. And then there's a thing, lastly, about psychological pricing. So we all know the thing about use it at £3.99, not £4, but that really works. So don't underestimate. There's the thing about, I mean, I price all my stuff as seven. There's something about the magic seven on the end of things that makes a difference as well. Don't underestimate the power of kind of psychological pricing and stuff, although it feels really sort of silly in some ways. You know, using an odd number that can make somebody feel they're spending less. So that's the 97 thing rather than or 27 thing rather than 100. But also 99 seems much less than 100, even though everybody actually knows. Putting an original price next to it. So if you're offering a discount, so for example, I offer like a discount if you buy a bundle of my masterclasses, putting the amount that it would be in brackets or strike through or whatever is also a good way to show, you know, it's a psychological way to show people that they're saving money. I hope this has been useful. The one I always recommend is value-based pricing, that you, particularly for projects, and that you try to get much more involved in kind of packaging up your services and fixing your prices rather than pricing by the hour or competitive benchmarking and things like that. So do let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do rate and review Five Star Obviously if you can, wherever you get your podcasts so that more people can hear about my pricing tips. You can find me on Instagram at The Pricing Queen where I share more pricing tips. So do let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'll see you soon.